0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.
0: Hello, I'm Shelby Scott, the host of Scare You to Sleep, a podcast where I tell you scary stories full of creepy sound effects and music that is soothing yet unsettling to help immerse you into a world of horror. This is a show for those of us who have realized horror can be a strange but relaxing escape from reality. Speaking of escapes, sometimes I lead you through guided nightmares. Like a guided meditation, but instead of flowery meadows, I take you on a journey through your own personal nightmare. So come get lost in the terror with me. Now a proud part of the Bloody Disgusting Network, you can find scary to sleep wherever you get your podcasts. Sweet screams. What are doing? First? waterfall. Yeah.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I didn't want to open the red therapy room again. Uh, I was hoping to bury that last season, but you know, lo and behold, you go and get pumped six three by, I'm definitely going to call them the Space Jam villains, like uh, Erling Haaland's Freak of Nature, Alien, no matter what superlative you want to use to describe him, we'll describe that game, that performance, the overarching feelings. Uh, some people are calling it um, sort of a reality check. I would disagree with that description of it, but we'll explain it. Well, we'll discuss it in the pod. It's me, it's Bao, it's <coughs> Matt. How you doing, lads? Matt, nice to have you back.
2: Yeah, good to be back. Hopefully, uh, technology's with us this time.
1: Well, let's find out, right? About how you are doing down there? You, you're you, you still upset? You you broke down into tears on Sunday, didn't you? Me now? Nah, Thought I'm too too old in
0: the bone now for that? Holding yeah. the tooth. Um, could yeah, have done, you could have done. <laughs> yeah, I could have done, but I didn't. Uh, I like like I said, I'm not going to be too down downbeat about it because I think it's um because it effectively felt like starting the season again. Kind of any momentum we kind of got. On the back of the Liverpool and the, um, um, Liverpool and Arsenal results, and winning those four games, and the bans was kind of just ta- everything's taken out of it. Obviously, with with the passing of the Queen and the postponed games, so didn't really help. Not having nearly a month fixture. it was between Arsenal and yeah. Steve. So, um, and as we were discussing, it was a possibly the worst possible fixture to come back to. I mean, it is the one. hardest.
1: It's, it's 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 the hardest fixture in the league, isn't it? Mm. Now. The way the City are, the way that, and it, and it stings because it's City, um, mm. and they won the league last year, and they've signed Haaland I mean, mm. it, it won't get any more difficult than that. I've I've made peace with myself for the fact that City are going to win the Champions League in the next three years. I'd suggest you two do the same. It'll make it easy when it happens because <laughs> I think with Haaland there, it looks like it's a case of um, of if and not when. No matter how many times they bottle it, I don't think they'll probably will with him. Mm. But um, look. Uh, one thing I want to say quickly before we get into the conversation about City, I want to say thank you to everyone for the feedback for the pod last week with the 58. Um, thank you to the lads for coming on, for trusting the United People's TV. Uh, I think they were right to do so. Uh, in, well, obviously, <laughs> obviously, I think that. But like, it was a genuine pod. Uh, the reason that they stay anonymous is because they want it to be about the movement itself, about getting the glazers out and not about themselves as individuals. Really come came across and it was good to actually chat to them uh, and I think hopefully it will, it will help the purpose of the pod was to educate and I think quite a lot of people would have learned a fair bit from that pod uh, let's see what goes on next uh, next home game what is our next home game we've got three away games in a row is it Newcastle yep. yeah Newcastle a week Sunderland. Newcastle Sunday. yeah which is a week Sunday, so presumably that will be when the next uh, protest is going to be whether it's going to be I don't know outside the Trinity or whether it's going to be a march from Tollgate but fair play for what they did and let's let's continue fighting the fight which is pretty much the opposite of what United did in that first 45 on Sunday, Matt. I mean, uh, that, that was the one. I, I predicted United were going to lose. 2-1 was my prediction. I did not expect us to get absolutely fucking pumped like that. And I didn't... What, was, it, was it a lack of fight? I mean, Ten Hag called it a lack of self-belief. <laughs> uh, and, uh, what, what would you put it down to? Because it seemed like the occasion was just too big for them.
2: I, th- I wouldn't say the, the occasion, possibly, but the first 90 seconds getting a booking, or it could have been two minutes, that changed everything, the booking. And I, I, I personally think it was a booking. I know you can say, let him have his first one and all that. It'd gone. Jack Grealish had gone past him. Delo was a bit excited. I thought it was Christmas Day. He's playing against City, right back, his first proper derby. And he just got too excited. He got done within 90 seconds. But
1: never, on the you never flip side. That early. Pardon? You never see yellows that early.
2: Oh, that was a bad. It was a bad tackle. It's a booking all day long.
1: Mm. No, nah, I mean I, I know you're right, and, but you are completely right in that the fact that that basically took the aggression out of DeLo's game. He had to stand off Grealish by like five yards for the whole game now, just in case. And he's literally the most. I think Grealish was the most foul player in the league last season. So like, he will go down again because he he does get tackled. He does get fouled. And, I mean, Malisea got a yellow as well, didn't he? I think I think that yellow
0: also set the tone of the game because if he allows that to go, it suddenly gives everybody a license. You know what? Your first tackle's free. As the yeah. game progresses, and suddenly it could become a game that the referee doesn't really want to manage in um, terms of you just you just you're dealing with constantly break up in play. But yeah, I think we're clutching there. But I agree with Matt though; He's a booking all day.
2: Oh, yeah, certainly not clutching I think it's a booking. I don't think it changed the game in the way, but. Things wound me up yesterday with some of the players, the the lack of effort from Sancho. I, me and Neil spoke on this pod many times and said, I'm really looking forward to him this year. This is his season to kick you on. He had a good January, February or February, March this year. But honestly, yesterday, he just... I stormed out the house at half-time, mainly because of him just standing around. And he, he we got in some fantastic positions yesterday and we didn't cause them any problem. They had Ake and Akun, kanja. And we didn't cause them any bother. And we got in some really...
1: I I don't
2: know. Someone from the Lion King. But we didn't cause them any problems, did we?
1: That first goal came from Sancho receiving the ball just past halfway line. It had two of the easiest passes on, I think, to Bruno and to Anthony. And just somehow fluffed his pass. And they scored like 20 seconds later. Um, We... City were—I mean, look—City did that to us, right, Bow? When you think about it, they did that without Diaz, they did that without Mm. Stones, and they did that without Rodri. Like three of their starting eleven, the whole core of their defense wasn't there. Mm. It hardly got tested. Uh, United were, look, right? We've had some pretty damn good results over the last five years against City. We've had a (coughs) a decent record, and every time we've done it, it's kind of because we can't go toe to toe with them yet. Mm-hmm. It's not... It, it's just an acceptance of a reality... That's a reality check. You can't go toe to Toba City. And we knew that going into the game. Kind of felt like we were trying to. Um, mm-hmm. And every ball that Bruno had where we were trying to find Rashford, it was it was overhit. And if it wasn't over-hit, the first touch from <clears> Rashford <throat> or Sancho was wrong. It was just... We couldn't do the simple things that we... The sort of things that we built in the last four wins. Mm. Everything just went out the window. Everything.
0: Yeah, I mean... <laughs> In terms of we you said, reality check, just think about where this team was this time last year, this last season. I remember th- that City defeat last year, the week after Liverpool or whatever it was, when we lost five notes to Liverpool, that City game arguably was worse for me because I remember sitting on the Stratford end and De Gea's got the ball at his feet and every single player in front of him was petrified to have that ball short. And City players just lined up at the edge of the box like Wolves, we dare you to play that ball short. And you, coming back to our front line from yesterday, where morning about the lack of work. I think two of City's goals came from one of their front line winning the ball back. Their, their, their front players work their balls off under the Guardiola system. They, they have to do that. So if you think about that team that they've had from last year, they've added Haaland, who is just a pure, pure box in-the-box Predator. So it's always going to be a diff- difficult game. I don't. That's why I don't want to read too much into it in terms of the progress we've made over the course of the start, the start of this season. The only so- thing that concerned me slightly was we've tried the, more or less the same system and team that beat Liverpool Arsenal. It's not one-size-fits-all. You've got to kind of have your approach
1: differently to, to each kind of opponent. Yeah, I think you're right. And I, I think you're spot on there at... I- it, it does undermine a little bit of the success that we've had in the last four games because there were sort of fundamentals which just which just mm. weren't there. There the, aren't really anything to do with the system or something. It's down to the attitude of the individual players. Like You're right, the work rate wasn't there. I don't think Anthony and Sancho were tracking back enough. Uh, so Delo and Malisea were getting massively exposed. City it ended the game tactically before a ball was kicked because they had... Foden and Grealish really staying wide, dragging our defence apart. And kind of De Bruyne was doing the same a little bit. And then Eriksen and McTominay, too much space in there. And it was kind of a free-for-all. It was just that, that goal for, I think it was their third goal. It was a little ball round the corner, uh, past Bruno Fernandes, and Grealish had like 30 yards of space he just ran into because there was no midfielder there. Do you think it's Captain Hindsight to say that Casemiro should have been in that midfield yesterday? Or do you think that you're talking about one size fits all, right? You're right, because that was the same eleven that have won four and a bounce. But what worked against Liverpool and, and Arsenal, was it ever going to work against City? Should, mm. Matt, do you think that there should have been some sort of tweaks from Ten Hag going into the game? Or do you Malcolm. think that he was right to stick with the eleven that he trusted?
2: <laughs> yeah, 100%. I think players earned the right. They've played well over the last four games. Uh, I know, obviously, we're going back. It was quite a while ago. But I thought Scott deserved his, his chance to start. I also thought he deserved to be hauled off at half time. You could have changed two or three of them, to be fair, and he didn't. But for me, pff, would Casemiro made it? thats just It's hindsight talk. And, and like you said there at the start, we never know. But I would have I started Scott. I had no problems with the starting 11. None at all.
1: I mean, I, I, I think a lot of the lessons that will be learnt from this City game will only apply to kind of playing City. Because like, I, I genuinely feel that if we're looking at the Premier League now. It's City and it's the other 19. It's mm. just... They already won the league last year. It's like it's like when we lost the league on goal difference, we signed Van Persie and we won the league. They've won the league and now they sign Haaland. Mm. At the same time, Liverpool are busy drawing 3-0 against Brighton and what, they've won like two out of their first... I don't know, they're playing absolutely abysmal. Mm. It's, a fucking, it's a fucking opportunity. Mm. It's right there in front of us. We thought that it was years and years and years away, but Liverpool have just... They're splintering at the same time that we're sort of building. Yeah.
0: I mean, if, look, for all his, all the criticism for him, Oli had a blueprint of how to play against City, and it worked most often than not. You're relying on your wingers to protect your full which we didn't yesterday, and they got overrun, overlapped every single time, as you just mentioned, with Grealish and, and the other side. Um, so, look, go there sometimes. If you go, have to go there and play shit-your-pants football, and hit him with speed on
1: the attack. Do it? from from one game? I, would, I, I, th- I think that's the point mm-hmm. where I'm trying to make... That. Trust me, I'm not trying to throw Ten Hag under the bus. It's the last thing I'm going to do, but I think there are fair criticisms to have for the... Effectively, it feels like Ten Hag went into that game looking at it quite similarly to how he looked mm-hmm. at Liverpool and Arsenal. Because Arsenal were top of the league when we played them. Liverpool, Liverpool. Two massive games. I think he kind of... Blocked them all into right. These are the games against the better teams in the league. Whereas with City, I think maybe he underestimated how good they were. Mm. It feels like that a little bit. And I don't mean that as a as a massive criticism. It's just I don't I don't think any of us expected that game to be fucking six three yesterday, right? No one did.
2: But what was City but, fuck, but was City too good yesterday?
1: Oh, it's a, it's. A, I know exactly what you mean. There was it City being too good or was it United being terrible? And of course, mm. it's both of those. But City were fucking good. They were yeah. very, very good, man.
0: Yeah, the, the, how how clinical they were. Every single half chance, this is going to be a goal, this is going to be a goal. And they seemed to, every time they came forward, the majority of our attacks just fizzled out. They, they genuinely looked like scoring and they genuinely troubled us every time they came past the halfway line. Um, and then on top of that, individual mistakes... Rashford, McTominay, just needlessly giving the ball away under little to no pressure, you, you're going to struggle in majority of games if you're if you're making mistakes like that. Let alone against a team with who probably play with nine players in the opposition, opposition's half.
1: If like if you're Eric Ten Hag, what what do you think you're going into Carrington today? You're speaking to the players, you're doing like a post game analysis. You know, Matt, what what's the main thing you're saying to the players? Are you going to carry on what you with what you said after the game, like? It was, where the fuck was your confidence, lads? Like, we've just won four in a row and you played like that. Like, where was it? Why couldn't you pass together? What's the problem? Or do you think he's going to be attacking players?
2: No, certainly not going to be attacking them. Uh, I I think some of them need to pull their finger out. But I would certainly would be in there and say, lads, our season's not defined at City away. Our season's defined Newcastle at home, West Ham at home, Chelsea away. Because Chelsea, Chelsea are rocking. There's, there's, there's points to be had down at Stamford Bridge. Those are the games where we, where we need a turn up. City away. What did you Honestly, what did you expect? Oh, you probably expected a performance. Did you expect a result? No. I said to my son after 32 minutes, I'll tell you what, we get one nil in here at half time. We're banging this game. And obviously it just crumbled for the next 12 and a half minutes. But, do you know, no, just forget. Right, Write it off. It's one of those games, but some of them need to wake up and have a performance soon. Some of them.
1: I mean, I th- I thought the performances were there. Bell in the last four games, like that, and that uh, that's what confused me the most. Like w- sometimes you can go into games like that against uh, much better opposition, you kind of just like you're li- you're living on a prayer. But we won four on mm-hmm. a bounce. I mm-hmm. think the momentum being sucked out of it by that month off is just bad luck. Yeah, I mean, it's a little the, bit unfortunate.
0: There was there were signs against Arsenal because we did concede a lot of chances against Arsenal, Um and then as soon as they got back to one one. As we discussed on that pod, I made bad substitutions and we kind of let us back into the game. Um, But yeah, as we discussed, games like this, you kind of want to go into them bouncing. Um, I'm not not saying we we were going to beat Palace and Leeds, but we had two very good opportunities to get six points two more wins. Potentially get into the top four. Because I think we probably would have given the, the the other results and the games that were cancelled. I think Chelsea played Liverpool as well, which is called off. So there are going to be other head to heads. Um, but it, it's going to be a long, weird season, especially now with the World Cup coming up. And there's a plenty of game as we mentioned before. Before that, before
1: that happens. Um
0: so, how, so how, how does
1: how does Ten hagden as a man, uh, being the manager? How does he make sure that? this doesn't derail the progress that we've had in the last four games. You know, what's what's he looking at and saying, right, these are the things that we need to improve because pretty much everything needs to be improved according to that City performance. But we've seen a lot of good stuff. You're right. We Against Arsenal, it was, far, it was a far from completely controlled 90 minutes. Leicester, even in the second half against Leicester, quite a lot of the game against Southampton. We didn't control large parts of it. Probably the one we controlled the most was Liverpool. And, we, and they only got that little scrap of gold towards the end we'd not really controlled in the full 90s something we did against City Matt which we haven't done the last couple of games we did try and play out from the back with the ball that was a bit of an active difference um, yeah. it didn't particularly work you have said it we there you've, it.
2: you've both said the word momentum we had momentum and you build momentum and you build confidence in certain players and I think that's where we was heading after the four games we had the confidence I thought Leicester away, Leicester away we, we pretty much controlled I thought Leicester were poor but I thought we did control that game from start to finish. To be honest, personally, and uh, maybe I was stuck okay. at the back row just looking for my mates most of the game. But I thought we controlled that game. But uh, I don't. Well, like I said, the test for us is Sunday, Everton away. Uh, that's a massive test, and it is. And in, in, in you'll be able to see the character of some players because I put this to you too, if you don't mind, Sancho. Okay, binned out the England squad. All right, he's come for a lot of money. He's back on, he, you know, he, he knows England, so it's not a, a culture shock or anything like that. It's probably a bit of a learning curve to the Premier League. But he had seven to nine games here to go, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to try and get in this World Cup squad. I can get five goals and eight assists in these nine games. Let's give it a go. And then after England's performance over the last couple of weeks, and then he rocks out that performance. Is that, is that mentality? Is that form? Is that system? I for him, I just don't know. For me, I go to work. I have got a new boss. I want to make an impression. Let's have it. Let's go for it. But with him, it's like, no, no. I'm just gonna. I don't get it. I don't get the. We. I th- for me, it's mentality with him.
1: Uh, well, for, well, with a lot of these United players, I think I said it in the the live stream I did this morning that. Somehow, Eric Ten Hag has to get to the root, the true roots of the psychological scarring that I think a lot of these United players have had from the last three years. Bal, you mentioned the word petrified to be no, on the ball against point. City last season. I think, I think that applies to a lot of these players. Obviously, we have what is it Sasha Lente came in under Ragnick, a sports psychologist. I thought, yeah, fucking, hell, that's genuinely a good move. I I, I don't know how the hell he approach it from a professional athlete's perspective, but. It's like it's, uh, the concept of bringing in new players like Casemiro, helping to change a dressing room, bringing in an air of confidence. X, Y, Z. Um, it, it's obvious that that is. I, I'd say it's obvious, but it's not. To me, it feels obvious. But the solution, I don't know. I don't know what solution helps it other than winning games, and we won four in the bounce, and then that happened against City. So uh, what? I, I I don't I don't think that City game derails the season. It doesn't change our... Top four is our, um, our aim, and that still exists. I think top four is well on. There is no runaway second now. Um well, nine Arsenal, points behind
0: Arsenal. We're not we going to catch City.
1: Uh, maybe I'm wrong there. I forgot about Arsenal. I mean, I
0: expect Arsenal to do an Arsenal at some point. Yeah. So, Arsenal's again, Arsenal. Right,
2: they've got a striker, but it's Arsenal they got Ben White playing bloody right back and you're thinking nine points. Come is, on.
0: But, the, but No, but the thing is, the difference is they look good, man. They, they, they do look a different... I think you got to give them a bit of juice. They look a different team. They're putting points on the table. They've won the games on paper that we should have been winning. They won at Palace away. They won at Brentford away. The, these go. are the games historically where Arsenal, Arsenal got bullied. But the only game they lost was to us which arguably they were unlucky on paper as well. Mm. No, so I can't... I, it's, yeah. but coming but, but back to sancho sancho's not one of these players who's blessed with blistering place. he's like someone like Foden. he's a i like he likes to manipulate the ball manipulate the movement but what you're relying on there is a lot of movement of people around you and we haven't got that cohesiveness yet we haven't really found that yet um that, that's the thing we missed a trick with matter I've always meant, said it before, the, the amount of intelligence that guy had, but he just had nobody, nobody around him who understood how he played and what he wanted. And he them. also
1: never played in the number ten yeah. role.
0: And but I'm not 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 giving not giving a Sancho uh, a free free reign, but I don't think he's he's possibly suffering from that psychological uh, fallout from missing the penalty in the Euros. I don't think this situation. Last season was his first year, wasn't it? Here, yeah, it was. Yeah, so. Uh, I don't think you lay too much of the blame last year at him. Um I think there's definitely an improvement there, but like I said, we've had effectively the season starting three times. One the first two games, okay, yeah. Let's draw a line, the season now starts. We've started well, then it got paused again, then we've got to go again to then stop again for the World Cup. So you, you can
1: right. So look, look, we we we've had we've had a bit of a hiccup there because we've had a two week break. Uh, should we expect something even more significant than in January after a month off for of the World Cup? Because this is just, this is just Ten Hag's the, first season where he's trying to establish himself. Just a question Same then matter. did
2: it, did every other team have a two week break or did they just carry on playing? Because City had a two week break.
1: Yeah,
0: but you, you're talking City you're a team who have played together for five, no, six I, years, the and I get that every single every single player knows his job. Here we're st- here we're still learning. Uh, um, but I mean, we, what you're what, you ten, ten games into a new manager's reign.
2: Oh yeah, and he's learning everything, isn't he? He's still learning the way to Aldi or Lidl's or wherever he shops. I don't know, but he, he's still learning the Premier League, and I get that. But saying Sancho, well, we had this, he does this, he, he didn't he glide past players, as he's not blessed with pace. Fucking put an effort in. Don't give me that, that mm. you, you can't skip past seven players like Konchelski's did. At least he can put a fucking shift in, come on. The least you can do is put a shift in. That's what I say to my lads, and they're under nines. They don't run around, they get alled off. Come yeah, on.
1: But that's what I mean, right? It- the players have been putting shifts in these last four games. It's, it's not as if like we've been begging for it and begging for it, and we're just not seeing any of it. So to go from that and two weeks off where Sancho was with Ten Hag and was at Carrington and was training, he knows exactly what he wants him to do. To then not do it on the day, I don't think that Sancho in his head is thinking, nah, man, I'm not running for that ball. It's something else. It, 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 it doesn't make any sense. And if he is, then he's just actively going against what his manager wants, which I don't think he is, but... I'm oh, trying. Man, I'm just, trying was, hard was, um... not
2: to single him out because it's a bit. I'm probably been doing just him a massive disservice here. But the lack of effort. I think.
0: Ra- I think. Rash- I think. I think. Rashford probably was worse for
1: me yesterday. Yeah, Rashford's touch was garbage. <laughs> was I mean, mean, in-
0: but, yeah, I mean, things that it doesn't help when you've got two or, or arguably for the uh, up until Anthony scored, your whole front three totally off the game, off the boil. That you, you're never going to do anything. It, especially if you want to impressed from the front.
1: Look, right, and talking about individuals, look, I, I'm sorry sorry to sort of skip on a little bit there, but I think we've got to talk about Matomine a bit because I, I think I like, look, I've been really praising Matomine I've been sort of standing in his corner for about 18 months. But does that game against City show Eric Ten Hag that, look, Metomine, uh, certain players in his squad, they will work in certain games and there will be matches across the course of the season where he will do a good job. But in a game where you're playing a level of a team like City, is that where you feel the ceiling of McTominay might be too low and that maybe someone else will be better suited? Even if he is, even if he's doing well and he was doing well and he's playing on form, is that something that you feel? Because Ten Hag learned lessons from Brighton and Brentford, corrected some mistakes, and we won four on the bounce. What do you reckon he's going to learn from this City game that he won't want to repeat in other games that he'll learn from? and, and, and well, Does that involve... McTominay maybe stepping out and Casemiro sort of being blended into the team now what do you reckon Matt
2: I think Casemiro will play half a game on Thursday near start Sunday uh, I did, with McTominay obviously the, they took the piss out of him for two years or him and McFred they call it and I think he's a fantastic squad player He in, in the last four weeks I think Neil alluded it how do we get the best out of Scott McTominay let's sign another midfielder and it G's him up for another three or four games, five games, six games. And I think the concern, obviously, for me uh, with McTominay, he gave a bit of protection to the defence. When he Casemiro on there, it's easy to. Would he have broke the game up yesterday? Would he have be been a bit of a shithouse and, and played that one? The back's against the wall for that 45 minutes, that first half. It was men against boys and it needed someone to break it down. But the way. The ref handled the first ninety seconds. It probably wasn't the right game for Casemiro because he might have been off the way he plays the game. So I think you've not alluded to it yet, but you might come on to it. How bad's Fern's injury? Because we spoke about it two weeks ago on the pod. We spoke. The test is in to see if he can play twelve games in a row. He's not going to be playing twelve games in a row by the looks of it, and that's that's a concern for me.
1: What you don't, what, you don't see Harry Maguire come back in the team though. No?
2: I do um, if there's a level think. of confidence with him,
1: but there isn't. I mean, well, you're talking about players with lack of confidence. My word, he's, um, he's, he's on the floor, given what happened with England. But um, look, Everton away is not exactly the nicest game to walk into, I don't think. Uh, we'll have Omenoya, we'll make some changes. I don't think we'll see sweeping changes like we did against Real Sociedad. I think we'll play a pretty strong team. Um, on on Thursday, you might. I think Casemiro will start. You're right. I I think he'll probably come off 60 minutes and then probably go in for Everton. Because
0: uh, really, with with the Europa League, g- given the fact that we lost at Sociedad at home, we've got to win them all, right? Yeah, yeah. We need to win the group because you don't want to play those extra two games after the after the World Cup in uh, in early Feb. You want as you want a bit of rest time as you can.
1: So uh, look, like, there's there's one player, I suppose we haven't talked about because we've hardly fucking seen him, but five substitutes yesterday. Uh, and no game time for Cristiano Ronaldo. I didn't personally think it was that big of a story, and that's regardless of the fact that Martial came off the bench and scored two goals. And we all speak about Martial. But Roy Keane's made a bit of a deal with it, a deal of it. And I love Roy Keane, I really, really do. He's, he said that Man United are disrespecting, Roy, uh, are disrespecting Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, that he effectively should be playing based on his previous exploits, and as he is one of the greatest goal scorers of all time. I'm not sure I agree with what Roy Keane is saying, Bell. Um, I don't think it needed discussing. I think if Ten Hag's leaving him on the bench, he's leaving him on the bench. That's, that, that, that's it. He is a squad player at our club now. Mm. But for some reason, I think Ten Hag's. what is it What is it he said? I didn't bring him on out of respect for his career. I yeah. think he said that. I mean, imagine that. You're Cristiano
0: Ronaldo. United were 6-1 down at the time. And you've been brought in at the Etihad. Imagine they would have given him some right dog's abuse and would have been laughing in his face. Like I said, he doesn't deserve that. I, I, as I say, as, as a footballing legend that he is, he wasn't going to change the outlook of the game. It's not as if he needs the a, needs a minutes, I think he's right, and Muggy and Marshall the, the the game time. Um, but i would just bring it back down to Ronaldo. This is the same guy who, rightly or wrongly, didn't turn up for preseason training, showed the club and his new manager little to no respect, I and mean, the only reason he's still at Man United, in my view, is because no other team wanted him. There's um there's um uh, reports coming out of Chelsea that Todd Bowley was pretty. I think this probably what led to Tuchel leaving. Uh, was literally going ham and tongue at the um at the prospect of wanting Ronaldo, and it was only Tuchel's reluctance. To signing him, it was the only reason why it didn't happen. Now, Tuchel probably recognise what I'm trying to do and the, the type of team that I'm trying to build is Ronaldo signing Ronaldo on high wages, where he's going to have high expectations to play. Is that going to help my team? Same with Ten Hag now, the way he wants United to play. We're not going to be able to do that against the likes of City, especially not in a derby. Yeah, maybe for someone at home where you're going to have they're going to have 10 men behind the ball and you can put him in the box but I don't think it was wrong at all and I think the manager did
1: everything right yeah Matt what do you reckon because I, I, I agree with Bal
2: I'll keep this short is that the same as Bal I think uh, right decision
1: well that was very short well wow. <laughs> <laughs> terrific conversation you <laughs> ran into <it> the <laughs> 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 now, look I I, I... I'm not. I'm not. I'll be honest. I'm not particularly a fan of Roy Keane adding to the um, the side of it when I don't think it really needed that much of a spotlight. I think in the the grand scheme of the conversation that's coming out of that game yesterday, there are so many more fucking important things to talk about apart from the fact that Ronaldo sat on the bench.
2: Do you think Keane's was a I deflection so, anyway. tactic? Uh, to
1: the media. No, I think Keane's got his own agenda. One thing that... Now, what Roy Keane was saying, and he said that he knows for a fact that Ronaldo had multiple offers. So either Roy Keane's sitting on something that we don't know about, but he they used the word fact. He went Benitez. And remember a few weeks ago, I've said this on, uh, the, again on the live streams, remember when Ronaldo said that he was going to release a video saying uh, he's going to expose all the lies that have been said about him. He said, he said that about um, six weeks ago, I think he said it now, because he was, he was calling out all the newspapers for making stories up. And we've not heard anything since. I imagine, uh, look, Ronaldo's the new Pogba in terms of the circus that surrounds him. Uh, It's going to be a sort of cloud that hangs over United, I imagine, until the end of the season, where I imagine Ronaldo will leave on a free transfer. And I imagine he'll go somewhere, have a little swan song in the Champions League somewhere, probably get knocked out in the round of 16, and that'll be the end of it. But uh, if you're looking at um, strikers, Martial coming back yesterday, Devastating shame for him that he got injured at the start of the season, man. Like, we're talking about Varane's injury. By the way, uh, Varane's injury apparently is a sprained ankle, won't keep him out for too long. But you'd imagine he wouldn't be there for Everton, so it's going to have to be Lindelof there, presumably, that comes on. Uh, unless Maguire, I don't think Maguire's fit either.
0: Is Calvert Lewin back playing for them?
1: I don't know, I have no idea. So, look, Can you imagine uh, being worried
0: about Calvert Lewin? Jeez. no, no, oh, come it's on. just it's, it's, it's a try coming in. Mate, mate, I don't like you said. Don't underestimate that game at Everton, Goodison Park, seven o'clock on a Sunday night. Those fucking scare bastards will be loud. Will be. I think we've lost two on the bounce there.
1: Oh yeah, Yeah. it's it's been a bit of a bogey round for a good few years, isn't it? Mm -hmm.
0: So it's it's not an easy game at all, and clouds close to the pitch. So it's going to be a difficult game. It's one of them. Everton's weird. It's like you either go there and you you absolutely wipe the floor with them. Or they give you a fucking <laughs> really difficult game. There's nothing in between.
1: Let's have a look. I'm trying to look at the teams that played on Sunday. Uh They, played, they played Saturday versus Saints. Uh, nah, their front three was McNeil, Mopay and Gray. Uh, was he on the bench? <sighs> Let's have a look. No, he wasn't on the bench. But, <sighs> I mean... I th- I think I, I probably would stand in the corner of bow here. I don't I don't think we can go into that game and think, oh, it's, you know, it's Everton, it's not at all. Goodison Park is always a difficult... Even if you win at Goodison Park, it's a hard game. Mm. You're, sh- you're shaking your head there, Matt. No,
2: I agree, it is a tough game, but you're playing against fucking Seamus Coleman, Connor Cody and James Tarkovsky at the back of some geezer from Ukraine. Come on. All right, I know everyone's going to be pissed up. I know everyone's going to be full up of roast beef, but come on. Jeez... Get hold of that ball in the midfield and get it out wide and get on with it. Simple as that. We'll, so be, we'll the, beat we'll beat Everton Sunday on record. Yeah,
1: we win Sunday. Onana, uh, Onana, Gay and Iwobi started in midfield three for them on Sunday. Uh, Saturday, sorry, whatever, whatever the fuck they played. Um, so I suppose I I sp- did James Garner come off the bench? I guarantee he fucking scores against us. No, didn't even come off the bench. He wasn't even on the bench. Oh, maybe he's injured. Sod knows. But first things first. So I'm annoying, right? little trip to Cyprus. Come on, the Going to come back with a little bit of a October tan. Can't wait. Yes, please. Bao, why are you not going?
0: Oh, man, I've got two... Well, two, little man uh, just started reception. Baby's six months old. We didn't go away on a summer holiday. So if the first holiday said we're going, oh, I'm going to Cyprus to watch United. <laughs> mm. plus, plus I'm busy with work. So... Oh. I made my point. I wasn't doing anything this side of Christmas, so... So you're, wait, you're, waiting,
1: you're waiting for the knockouts? Yeah, big game wanker me. Big game wanker, yeah. I can relate to that. Matt, what's your excuse?
0: Uh, I forgot same to buy a Bell. ticket.
2: <laughs> yeah, same as Bow. just forgot to buy a ticket as well. And, and plus no day trips. Lack of holiday.
1: Oh dear, oh dear. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll FaceTime you both anyway. It's only going to be about 30, 31 degrees. So I don't, I don't think you're going to be missing much. Honestly, it's going to be horrible. Like, I might even get sunburned. And who wants to get sunburned in October? Horrible. You're probably best staying at home anyway. Your flights are going to get delayed both ways. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you need to say to help, you sl- help yourself the- sleep better tonight, mate. The meat that you've ordered
0: for your barbecue is going to be off. <laughs>
1: You're going to all catch salmonella. All right. I'll tell you. We I've, I've somehow found that like the greatest... Uh, Big shout out to Mark, who absolutely is not listening to his podcast. Uh, possibly the greatest Airbnb host ever. We haven't even been there yet, but he's he's stocked the fridge with beer, he's gone to the butchers and he's filled the fridge. He's even bought orange juice, milk, and bottled water. Look at that, and bread. What an absolute legend of the game! And he's picking us up from the airport, by the way, as well. Going to be holding <laughs> up one of those signs with, with with the name of the place we're staying. I think we've lucked out. I'm convinced it is going to be um, it's going to be all made up, and it's going to be an actual hostel. Uh, and we're <laughs> It's You're never going to see us again. I'm just going to get turned in, <laughs> going to get trafficked in Cyprus. But Amanoya, um, we've got what is it, eight games now still left? We've got Amanoya Thursday, Everton Sunday, Amanoya at home. Then I think we've got Newcastle. And then we've got, I think, Spurs at home midweek. And then yeah. Chelsea away. And then Newcastle at home. And then West Ham. I think. We're going to Newcastle next week. Not after Spurs. Oh, I was in Newcastle after Spurs. Look, no do you Newcastle think... next week after Almanoy at home. Oh, my bad. Do you think? Um, do you think Tenha like the like the ultimate sort of overall from that game yesterday? Goes look, we we just came up against what is the best team in the league, arguably the best team in Europe. You could you could put them in that in that category. He goes that's where we want to be in. That's that should be us in like two three seasons. All right, so that's the marker. Don't be too downhearted by the by what happened. But buck the fuck up, because that first half, Mm. that that wasn't particularly down to quality. That was down to application. Mm. Uh, And that comes down to you as individuals. You know you didn't do it. You know I'm right. You probably told them that at half-time. I think City took their foot off the gas massively. Uh, I think if it was 2-0, it would have been an equally as difficult second half compared to the first. We took advantage, and I mentioned it there, Martial coming and bagging two. He's... Do you reckon he'll start against Omanoy or do you reckon he'll maybe just bring him on for another twenty-five and keep him fit for Everton? What do you reckon, Bal? Um, I personally think Ronaldo will start.
0: Um, could could possibly play both, playing both, get get your get your result in early. Um, but it's very very difficult to, as we just mentioned about five ten minutes ago, regarding the current state of our Europa League group, unless. So should Da drop points and think, okay, you know what we can let's wrestle our laws a bit and let's let, let's take a chance. We have to keep putting points on the table, and then we have to go there and and beat them in the last group game It, it is the last group game, isn't it so should way away yeah. yeah, yep, um so I think you'll be similar team to what was out in sheriff um not not too much go there, get the job done, stay injury free, come back and move on
1: take that. Matt, what's your predictions for the next two games then? By the time we record the pod next Monday, we'll have Omanoya and we'll have Everton in the
2: back. Uh, Thursday will be a game for getting the result, but also giving lads minutes for Sunday. Uh, some key men, Casemiro, Marshall will get minutes. And I think you'll, you might see it, I'd say, two... Well, if Varane's out, like you said he is, uh, there'll be three changes for Sunday, in my opinion, from the Sunday just gone. So...
1: So you probably get Lindelof in there, you get Casemiro in there, and Martial coming in for Rashford, presumably? Yes. Exactly those three. What, what Going back to the game, Val, like you met, we mentioned uh, Sancho there. Rashford's just one Premier League player of the month and then puts in that performance. And Rashford knows, what it. He, Rashford, he'd normally he's bang up for the derby. Absolutely bang up for the derby. Anyway, <laughs> you know, look, I,
0: I don't want to go too hard on everyone... Based on yesterday, I mean, if you look look back at last season, how good Liverpool were, Liverpool had to be at their best in both games against City and still came away with two draws. Two, two, two draws. Yeah. So they had to be at their optimum best just to effectively be on a level playing field with them. Now you can see that drop off from Liverpool this season, which probably only human, uh, some some squad changes. But these guys have they've, they've got that team and they've kind of added fucking even Drago's grandson.
1: Do I mean, it's, it's it's gonna it, it probably will be a runaway for City this year, won't
0: it? Yeah, I, mean, I think you've got he's nine games away from breaking last season's golden boot record. Oh
1: piss off, I know. Piss hat, bat, hat trick, hat trick, hat trick. I mean someone <laughs> s- someone drug tested. That guy's yeah. got like mercury in his bones. It is not normal. It's absolutely not normal. I mean, I think I, I think you, as you pointed out earlier, our only hope is
0: the next three years go as quick as possible, and then he fucks off to Spain and, and makes our lives a bit more easy to live. Because <laughs> um, otherwise, you're going to have to be pretty much perfect. Um, I mean, I, I did, I didn't watch the the city game against Villa when which I think is the only game they've drew. Is that right?
1: Yeah, they drew that game.
0: Yeah. Um in terms of but you you're gonna get the odd game like that where you have an off day, but like I said yesterday there is a mixture of them being clinical as fuck and us being shit as fuck.
1: So oh, mate. De Bruyne as well. It's just it's that that it's it's not just Haan, is it? It's the fact that De Bruyne is the cook. De Bruyne is the person serving it up on a plate for him. And that that, that, that board in particular mm. for the third goal was just all he had to do, I may say all he had to do, it was difficult anyway, but it was such a perfect ball behind the defence that Haaland... Uh, stop talking about Harlan, for fuck's sake. I saw, I, saw, I
0: saw on Twitter today someone criticising De Gea yeah. for not coming off his line and smothering that ball. Like, as it's happened in the blink of light. The mm. amount of whip De Bruyne's put on that ball, it has gone in between the goalkeeper and the defence, coming away from goal. Mate, he, he'd have to be fucking almost diving before De Bruyne's even hit the ball. Do you stand nah. the
1: chance? Yeah, I think you're, you're kind of stretching if you're trying to have a go at De Gea for that. And I, I've been a critic of De Gea, but more, more to do with sort of his passing football. I, th- I think the overall, as as I said, that conversation's happening between 10 Hagen and players today. I don't think that everyone's going to be getting like a slap upside the head. I think they should be to a certain degree for the fact that that first half is like, like, lads, we saw the games against Brighton and Brentford. Against Brentford, you didn't run, right? We did a 15k run and we did it together. You've been running in games after. So, what have I got to do with you now to make sure that first half against City doesn't happen again? Because there was something wrong there and it's fundamental, as I said. I don't think it's the players just down in tools and going, nah, I'm not doing what Ten Hag wants. I just, uh, Roy Keane said it, I think he was semi right that the game felt. What we saw in preseason, right, was real positivity. It, in, in a, in a non pressure situation, the players. Enjoyed it. They were playing the football really well, took to it straight away. As soon as the Premier League came around and Old Trafford, they shat their pants against Brighton and they shat their pants away to Brentford. And Ten Hag was like, okay, right, I actually can't trust these players. Drop Shaw, Ronaldo, and Maguire, 1 4 on the bounce. He's going to have to do something after this. He can't just walk into the next game, same start at 11. Or maybe he can. Maybe that's going to be his style. I don't know. I'm not Ten Hag. But it's. It, I don't as I said I, the, the the concept of that city game being a reality check I think is a it's not the right way to describe it. It's a, it's a a benchmark of where we want to be in 3 years. Cuz I went into the game I predicted a 2-1 loss. How how is that a reality check? Everyone expected us to lose and we lost. And we actually scored 3 goals. Eh. Some sort of Mate, that goal, that goal by Anthony is just going to get forgotten about. What an absolute <laughs> perder of a finish from him. Two goals in two from him. Yeah, but you uh, with City
0: the game was done at half time. They, they were, I think who, who they got this week in the Champions League? They, they, were, they, they were already thinking about that game. Go out there. Don't get injured. Don't. The thing is, I think. It, it, remember when um, Martinez tried to put one on Harland on the halfway line? And he got fucking thrown to the floor. as so like, get the fuck back up. And Haaland's run off. So it's taking you to the, almost the. I think it was like, it's between the seventeenth minute, something like that, to fucking put one on him. Yeah. Just to make the game a bit more physical, um, but we didn't even do that. No, that's that's, that's we, we couldn't get nowhere near him.
1: Do you reckon that was it? We just that, that, that's the Matt that's what you were trying to allude to at the start. You saying that no, wasn't just it wasn't just City playing good; it was United playing bad. But Bow, I think you're right. I, I think even it, 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 I guarantee we went into that game with a with a with a desire to be physical. <laughs> we couldn't get near him. We couldn't be physical when you're five <laughs> yards away from them permanently, Matt.
2: No you couldn't and like you said I think psychologically in the first two minutes getting a booking just changed our mentality and like Bal said there you let it go and then it's a free fall isn't it for 15-20 minutes until someone takes one but we just you look at every goal and you dissect it and you drill it down there were certain errors in every goal but the execution of the pass, the execution of the shot, the runs. The run that Foden had. He just left Ericsson. Ericsson let him go. That's That's an error. So why is Ericsson not following him in? It's little things like that. Minute details, which gets your 4-0 down at half-time. The quality was, don't get me wrong. But like you said, it's, it's little details. We lost the ball twice by their forwards for two of their goals. Why can't our forwards do that?
1: It's... I think it's for me been. it's just lack of I effort, mate. Certainly. And that's
2: the disappointing thing.
1: But look, right. Next next week we're gonna come on here. I'm gonna have a suntan. You're gonna be jealous. Uh we're gonna come with two wins, six goals, two clean sheets. It's gonna be brilliant, right? It's gonna be absolutely brilliant. Yeah, we might not, but we never know. But look, um everybody, uh thanks for listening to the pod this week. Um if you haven't already, make sure you follow us on Spotify on I, I tell you what something I've never looked at before but somebody just somebody showed me the charts Uh, I'm glad I remembered that actually we got into the top 20 of British football podcasts. I think I think that was it at some point up the fucking (laughs) reds that's amazing that really is amazing so genuinely bottom of my heart thank you to everybody for listening and we've got there whilst being absolutely cack at football so it'll be nice at some point I say that we've won four games in in a row so maybe that's (laughs) that was part of it but look this season, I don't think the City game changes the course of Ten Hag's thinking. I think it, um, it probably makes his case stronger for the fact that he does need more players and the idea that he can now use that game. There you go, lads. Like, Don't leave me high and dry. But look, I reckon we'll put Ominoya away. And Everton, if we can play like we did against Liverpool and Arsenal, should be a game where on paper... ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.
2: Hey, friends, it's Mark Bittman, host of Food. If you haven't listened yet, we talk about recipes, of course, and a lot about cooking, but also about injustices in the food system and how America's food policy is moving both forward and backwards. We had climate expert, genius, and all-around great guy Bill McKibben Leslie Nicole, who's down to Nabby's Mrs. Patmore, and legendary Gullah Geechee cook, Emily Meggett. We've got much more in store for you. Fantastic guests like Alice Waters, Dan Levy, Cory Booker, and Jack BePen. plus our customary recipes and, starting soon, commentary or, depending on the day, rants. Please check us out. I'm sure you'll like the podcast. Thanks. ACAST helps creators
1: launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Do take the three points, but let's find out if these players do have the cojones or whether it's just going to be another 1st half form. Like, what's was going Hope not, but look, thanks for joining in, lads, this week. And uh, I'll see you next week after two wins, as I said. And up the it.
0: Safe travel, Samuel. Oh, baby. Sports Social Podcast Network.